Hello and welcome to The Scaling Edge. This is the internet talk program that focuses on the hard-won lessons of battle-hardened entrepreneurs here to share their value with you. I am your host, Michael Brooks. Max is here. Hey. There he is. First, first time. First time on camera. Yeah. It's exciting. Uh, we also have a very special guest, someone uh, who's currently in Prague, uh, but has offices uh, in all over the world, over around 200 developing development team members. Um, his clients have raised over $12 billion. He's been working with product development for for like almost two decades, which is which is pretty impressive for for that industry. I, I know that did that space very well. Uh, Lubo, thank you for being a part of our program. Thank you for being on the Scaling Edge. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself and and how you got to where you are today? Well, thank you so much for the invitation. It's uh, my pleasure to be sharing some of my experience. As you mentioned, from the almost past two decades of me building and pushing SDRE forward, and we focus on building great digital products. We worked for many clients, but we also build products on our own. So for me, it has always been about how we can use technology to build a better future, how we can unlock some great use cases, and how we can harness the power of technology to make our lives easier. And that's pretty much... Um, everything revolves around that, that, that we build uh, at SDRE and that we focus on. And that's uh, my greatest passion uh, about uh, connecting the businesses and the, the end users with the world of technology. So uh, very cool. And, and, and so leveraging technology to get you where you are is, I mean, that's, that's sounds like you're an early adopter in things. Um, hot topic right now is obviously AI. How are you adapting AI into your own business as well as how are you using it to help your clients' products that you build? Well, there is so many different angles where you can leverage AI today that I don't even think that I can name all of them from the top of my head. But for us as an engineering company, it's obvious that uh, AI today can help tremendously with writing code. So tools like GitHub Copilot and ChatGPT are slowly but surely becoming the everyday butter of an engineer when it comes to automating some of the easier tasks that don't have to be uh, done manually and uh, engineers can save more time uh, and therefore be more productive. But that's just uh, the tip of the iceberg. It goes beyond, it's, it goes towards providing better transcripts of conversations, summaries, helping with uh, brainstorming some creative ideas, marketing, product development, the list goes on and on and on. And I feel like we are in an era where we need to really learn how to interact with AI in all aspects of what we do. Otherwise we will become unfortunately obsolete so that totally and 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 talking on that obsolete point right so where you're at with your developers is they're starting to use chatgpt github to um to write simpler aspects of code where do you think that's going and how quickly i mean how quickly do you think it's going to be until the developer 
the development team of 10 is now two because of AI? Well, I think that there are two forces that are uh, going uh, opposite to each other, right? Because I think the dem- demand is increasing. You need to build more complex products and uh, it requires more engineering power. Uh, but also you you can simplify some of the things. So I don't necessarily think that in the very near future, uh, the demand for engineering is going to go down because I think that the demand for more complex solutions is going up, right? So uh, from that perspective, that's I think a, that... That's the, a, sorry to interrupt, but that's a very important point because a lot of people are saying, hey, how can I cut my development team with AI? And you're saying the demand for for engineering isn't going down the demand for complex solutions is going up that's a that's a look that makes a lot of sense that people haven't been speaking about yet and also well, like it, it impacts the junior developer that's coming out of college because this ai stuff can really do all the basic things but as you said demand for complex things are are on high demand and the senior developer is not as easy to replace as the junior so how do you think this will affect the junior developers that are coming out of college that, you know, ChatGPT can pretty easily do their job? Well, the thing is that the junior developers are sometimes a lot more likely to pick up new trends and new skills a lot faster than the senior ones. So I don't think that it's going to be that challenging because like That's the junior developers that That's are getting point. out of college right now they go immediately after leveraging GitHub Copilot to the fullest extent that you can imagine. And the senior engineers that have been doing it for a decade now, they they are they are careful with with leveraging it. So I definitely think that uh, uh, among the overall competition, there will be an increased demand for more complex stuff. And I think that's very natural for creating a competitive environment, right? How do you stand out? You stand out by creating something that is going to be remarkable. And I think that there is a certain bar of complexity that you need to meet. But it's not really about like having a lot of experience and having a a lot of legacy because I think that uh, the junior people, they can pick it up and AI can help them tremendously to enhance the speed of learning because today like you don't have to learn anything like the same way we ha- our generation had to learn how to interact with search engines right with interacting with the internet overall right now it's the power of AI and the more you can rely on that the the more success i think you will see in your life and in your profession as well i remember the fax machine Me too, me too. (laughs) I remember having a pager in in high school. That was uh that was like the the thing. But but yeah, so you made a really good point there about the junior developer. That somebody coming right out of school is is already on GitHub Copilot. Like they're already interacting. And then we see it too, the more seasoned people are looking at this as a threat rather than than a tool. Um so if you were going to ask if there was a personified version of AI sitting next to me here and uh, and she was looking at you and you can actually see her and she was the most intelligent AI, what would you ask her? I would ask how much time we have until we see artificial general intelligence because some people say 
that we should be enjoying our last months before uh, someone uh, creates and develops uh, artificial general intelligence very wisely. So that would be my first question because I think that what there is, is what something. Is artificial, what's artificial general intelligence? How is that? It's basically, little... it's basically the intelligence that is going to outsmart the humans. Oh, well, if you've scary been on the same yep. freeways I have, that's not too hard. <laughs> <laughs> not too hard to outthink a human. <laughs> These people. But uh, uh, think that like... about me too. I'm screaming. Why are you getting in the fast lane? Uh, no, but but so your your question would be, how long will it be until there's artificial general yeah. intelligence? Well, I mean, but then how will that change? How will things change if they're smarter than they're already smarter than us? But how how will how will things change? Well, well, I think that it's gonna tremendously impact the way how we live and uh, the way how we interact with the world, uh, and we already see it changing. Right, what has happened in the past twelve months? Is only be accelerating uh, from here, and uh, so I think the gap is only getting bigger and bigger. It's a little scary, though. But I mean, I'm a yeah. fan of technology, but uh, and and from my perspective, there's no way to avoid it. Right? You are not gonna go and ban AI because there is a potential threat, or at least like I don't feel that way. Yeah, but that's the thing. Like, what's gonna be the source of truth? Or uh, truth? You know, like AI can only learn as much as a probably. I'm just speculating what, what I think I know. As much as a human can program it to do or learn, it's not like it it could come from any anywhere, you know. So yeah, I think that's the the question though, Max. Like I think that's being the, authentic, you know. It, I don't know the 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 general the general feeling of AI. Yeah. So, um, Lubo, where do where do you see AI going from here in the development field? How much further? How much quicker do you see it? uh before things get more complex or do you think it's just going to be like you said it's going to be people are going to want more complex applications so they're going to need more complex thinking from humans i had to recalibrate my thinking because i think like we were used to think uh five ten years ahead and see what uh what's coming etc and with the progress that we see today for me it's like what is coming next month what the next year is going to look like. So I think that we are like uh, operating on a lot faster timeline. And I I can very, very barely imagine what's going to be happening in a decade from now. I think that like next year, obviously, next year I think is going to be still the year of AI. We will see a lot more applications. We'll see, um, I think, a deeper connection between what's happening in the real time and AI, because I think that was the missing piece um, that uh, um, the AI models did not have access to the real time data. So being able to have instant interactions and unlocking new use cases, I think that's that's one area that I think will be will be happening in the foreseeable future. And well, it where it all goes long term, I have no clue for now. Well, where where are you seeing this with your clients from a development perspective, right? You, you've got 200 developers. What percentage of them are working on AI projects, not just using AI to, to make things a little easier, but AI projects and more complex AI applications? I would say for now, uh, maybe 20% actively, 
But I would say another 50% are in like a deliberating phase. They know that they need to implement an AI strategy into what they do. Otherwise, you know, they will be outrun by the competition. So I think that like the general um, like feeling of the market is that we need to be leveraging the power of AI and we need to also make sure that we find the right use cases. I don't think that um, the companies, businesses, uh, digital products, they should be thinking about it in a way, oh, we must have AI implemented no matter what, right? You need to find out a smart use case. Otherwise, it makes no sense. I'm not saying that everything is going to be replaced by AI, but uh, you should be open-minded about it. Uh, very, very cool. I mean, jumping from 20% to 50%, that's a big jump. So, And I, and I, I meant that. like from from like 50% on top. So like 75% uh, yeah. of, of clients are like idea, uh, uh, either doing something or thinking about it. Um, so, so that's that's straight from the from the developer's mouth, right? That's somebody who's actively working with. Uh, oh, yeah, that's the that that's the name clients. of that's, that's the name of the game. That's the name of the game today. Yeah, everyone talks about it, and uh, like yeah, not everyone has started on it, but uh, I think that uh, this is only something that uh, must happen next year. So, getting back to your business and how you've scaled business practices, business rules, how have you as a business owner, aside from just implementing great technology, um, how have you become such a good leader? And and I say this because you've got a 100% approval on your glass door, right? You've got, uh, you've got, I mean, keeping 200 developers happy, especially over 20 years and, and, and what that cycle's like, I mean, you're talking about herding cats, Right. Like this is it's it's something where a lot of opinions and a lot of um, a lot of ego kind of bumps up against each other. Right. So how, how have you been able to maintain your culture, which which is uh, exemplary throughout the last 20 years? Well, it's uh, it has not always been easy, I have to say. And uh, thank you so much for mentioning the Glassdoor rating. Uh, I I find that uh, quite impressive that we have managed to achieve that. I would say that at its core essence, it's two things. It's the integrity that you have as a business leader, as a business operator, right? So you operate with certain vision. And you want people to feel it and see it on your actions. And I have always, uh, uh, I have always tried to do my best to follow a unified vision. Um, and then the second pillar for me is the principles that we set out as a company, and uh, making sure that not just I but the entire leadership team follows those principles. Because in the end, the principles uh, uh, serve as a great barrier to entry for people when they join. But if you properly implement them into your recruitment and onboarding onboarding process, then you have hired the right people. And uh, am I saying that uh, it works out 100% of the cases? No, but it has a very, very high chance of success. And then if uh, it ends up that you are parting ways with somebody because they are not meeting those principles, then the understanding is on a lot higher level. So, And I think that this is a core essence that you have deep level of integrity 
how you operate and that you set out good principles that not just you, but also other leaders on the team can follow? A principled approach. And yeah, I was happy to bring up your, your glass door rating because that's for, for to, to come off that for 20 years and have a, uh, that have a hundred percent CEO approval. That's, that's some, that's a indicator that's wow. far bigger to me than the 12 <laughs> billion in raised capital, which is great, but that's, that really says something because anybody at any time holds the power to change that. Right. Yeah. And that means that you're truly connecting with people in an amazing culture. So I well, appreciate that. I have been right. the CEO only for the past six years. Uh, pretty good. There, there were, there was my predecessor that uh, did a great job as well. But still, like, uh, I, I think that, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's all about the integrity, the principles, and the vision that you set out. So, if if people want to find you, if they want to get your support in building their next application, which will likely have AI in it, how do they find you? How do they get a hold of you? What's best, uh, Lubo Smith, L-U-B-O-S-M-I-D, on uh, pretty much all social media channels or lubosmith.com, or we are STRV, and the best way to find out about the company is strv.com. There you go. We will throw that in the show notes. Lubo, thank you for being a part of our program. Thank you for sharing your insights and your story. Um, truly amazing. We appreciate it, and we will see you soon. Cheers. Well, it was a pleasure chatting with you. Thank you so much for having me. 